What is going on, everyone? It's episode 92, recorded on Sunday, February 13th, 2022. I'm John. No Drew tonight, but I still have a joke for you all. Hey, listeners, why does Santa Claus have such a big sack? He only comes once a year. another day and now it's time to grab a cold one and enjoy the dads after dark show with your hosts drew and joe hello everybody thank you for joining me tonight on the show today a new competitor has been added to the podcasting space i'm going to answer some of your questions and game pass may not be the best deal in gaming anymore Ooh, it's going to be a fun one tonight. I am here, no Drew tonight, but I still wanted to bring you a show because it's a fun weekend. It's a fun time. I'm recording this right now, 45 minutes before the Super Bowl. I have watched no pregame. My brother has. He's been texting me all day about Matt Stafford having four daughters and what the defense is going to do for the Rams. I have not watched any pregame. I don't care this year. And I don't have any rooting interest. And I kind of like that. I'm just going to watch it. Enjoy it. I hope it's a good game, of course. Um, I don't know who I'm rooting for. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for Matt Stafford and Von Miller, of course, on the Rams. Kind of rooting for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I realize now in the last mm, seven, eight years, I've always had some Rooting interest. The Broncos were in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, obviously. Lots of Patriots in Super Bowl. And, oh, as a Bronco fan, no to the Patriots. No to the Chiefs. So I've always had, even if I didn't have a rooting interest, I had a rooting against interest. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in the Super Bowl what, last year. I've just always had a reason to watch. And this year, I you know, if the Bengals win, great. You know, I want to see the Bengals win. I want to see them. They've never won a, a Super Bowl. I remember being a little kid around the time when the Broncos were in the middle of their going to three Super. What did we do? Three Super Bowls and losing. And you know, the Bengals played the Niners and got beat there. I, I've I'd love to see the Bengals win a Super Bowl. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, they did. On the same end, though, I love Von Miller. So if the Rams win, I'll be happy for Von. Not that he hasn't won a Super Bowl. Um, and I, I don't know if I really care that much about Matt Stafford. But it would be good to see Matt Stafford get traded and immediately win. Um, I wonder how Jared Goff would feel. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to see some commercials. I know I'll miss some of the, the pregame ones. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've also enjoyed the Olympics. Uh, I love... The Olympics, I can sit, I can watch the Olympics while I work. I watch the Olympics at night. Uh, not every sport I love. I always I always love curling. I always said, oh, curling. I love, you know, I don't get to see curling. I feel like curling's been on a little too much. I'm getting a little tired of curling. I love the snowboarding. I love the luge. Um, skeleton uh, came and went, I think. Uh, the, oh, the, um, the bobsled. 
I love the bobsleds. Uh, I don't like, what is it, the cross-country skiing. Uh, that's gotten a little boring. I just can't relate to it. That's when they're, they, they do the, 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 the cross-country skiing and then the shooting. I'm not really into that. That's been on a lot. But I love the quirky sports. I just love the Winter Olympics. I love the Alpine, Super G, all of that. Just give me more. Um, I think we have another like week to go or so, maybe? And I don't even know if they're going to have Olympics on tonight with the Super Bowl going on. But, yeah, I've been really enjoying that. I look forward to another week of it this week. Uh, we were on the Retro Logic show last week. That was a good time. Uh, Dan invited us on because it was episode 69. So, of course, I'd like to think we kept things a little bit under control. But I know that we really didn't. And I want to thank Dan for, for bringing us on and allowing the show to be NSFW. Do we all understand what that means now? Um, but we had a really fun time, especially with the uh, questions. You guys, we always get the craziest questions for our show. Sometimes I'll listen to the Nintendo dads and they'll get these, you know, really good questions about games and all that. And be like, oh, I'd love to answer that one. You know, we, we actually used to steal questions from time to time, too. I should still do that. And then when we get questions, it's just the most X-rated stuff. Also, I have a blast answering those. But it's like, I could use some real video game questions, too. Um, but we had, you know, you guys brought the crazy questions to RetroLogic, and we had a fun time there. Um, so if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to that one. Um, that was sort of like Drew and I having our episode this week with uh, Drew out this week. And, um, yeah, we had a really good time. RetroLogic, um, you can find it where all your podcasts are located. And then last week, uh, when did we do that? Uh, it was Wednesday night. It was the day that we had the Nintendo Direct. We put out a little mini-sode because um, we wanted to review the Nintendo Direct. And, you know, you you get the feeling, like, what games Drew and I are going to like, right? You know, you know when they announce golf <laughs> for Switch Sports. Drew was going to go nuts. And you know what games I like as well. So we thought it'd be cool to bring on Hambone Johnny and, and Kevin and get, get some insight into the other games. And it was great because, you know, Hambone Johnny could tell us about, you know, games like Assassin's Creed that we really didn't know anything about, right? And Kevin can tell us about, you know, games that he's playing and his insight into Switch Sports and, and how popular that's going to be and what a big seller that's going to be. So it was great to have them there. I, I think we'll always bring guests on to review directs. But man, I wanted to release that episode as soon as we finished recording uh, the usual, you know, release time for our show. I spent about two, two and a half hours editing that show because we use Zencaster. And if you haven't heard of Zencaster, I love Zencaster, by the way. Zencaster is a recording, I don't know, it's a, it's a website, but they offer recording software. It's all web-based. And you can record with up to however many people. I don't know what the limits are. And you can run post-production on your show. So when it's over, I can choose to take anybody's recording because Zencaster and what they do is they record audio locally. So when Drew and I and, and you know, last week, Hambone and Kevin were just talking, we were talking online and in our ears, we can hear the usual lag and echoing and whatever, you know, how it is when you're doing like a Skype call or whatever. 
However, when it's done, you post-produce the show, it actually pulls local audio from everybody. So all four of us, our local audio was being sent to Zencaster. So when we have the final version of our show, it sounds really clear. And that's why you don't hear the usual lag from us when we're talking. It's because it's grabbing local audio. And it's been great. We've been using that for months and months and months, uh, maybe six months or so. We've been using it for a while. Um, it's not an expensive service. Depending on how you purchase it, you can do like $20 a month or something, or you can buy credits. And we tend to do credits because when we do the mini-sodes, especially when one of us is doing it by ourselves, we just record like on Audacity, which is what I'm doing right now. But when I did the post-production last week, and we, we had such a fun time doing that show. Really, you got to listen to it. It was such a good time. All the audio was messed up, and I couldn't figure out why until I realized it was out of sync. Um, there were times when I would ask a question and there would be complete radio silence because Hambone's audio was a few seconds ahead, and Kevin's audio was like a minute behind. It was crazy. I don't know how it happened. It's really the first time we've recorded with four people on Zencaster, I think. But, oh, man. So in order to fix it, I had to download everybody's audio individually and then stitch it together by hand. And the worst part is, and it was probably related to it, is as we got towards the end of the show, the recording stopped. And I'm glad one of us caught it. And so we actually had to start a whole new episode and continue from where we were. Luckily, you won't even be able to tell where the episode cut out, um, except that Kevin is is gone for about a minute. But, man, it was two hours of editing. So please, like, <laughs> listen to that episode because I earned it. <laughs> I earned my keep. I was up late record, uh, fixing that one up. Um, anywho, let's get to it. Uh, before we do, cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop on 2022, the cleanest and sexiest year ever. Set your first New Year's resolution. We are still doing those, right? With good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide and ladies who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code NINDADS for 20% off and free shipping. I will say that again, manscaped.com and use the code NINDADS for 20% off plus free shipping. And we're not only pitch men, we are also clients. I've actually been using their body wash. I was just running out of my shampoo and conditioner and um, we actually got some from them. And so I have the body wash and the shampoo and conditioner. And I really enjoyed them. I mean, it was nice just to get it. But I I am, I I use bar soap when I shower. And I have been using the body wash as sort of like a post-processing, right? So I clean my body, do everything normal. And then I grab some body wash. And I do, you know, like George Carlin's thing, like the the four areas of your body that you really have to clean, armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth. And so I use the body wash on the armpits, asshole, and crotch, not the teeth. I, I'm good without that. I'll use toothpaste for that. And just give my give myself an extra cleaning in those areas, and uh, it smells really nice. So I, I do love their products. 
and we we don't fake there. We we use the products. I don't see how you could go without the lawnmower. Um, just got to groom, you know. And you get older, you got you got to groom down there. When I was younger, I, I never groomed. That wasn't something uh, men or I guess some women didn't do. Um, but nowadays, it's 2022, guys. Got to groom. All right, we uh, are doing our $10 February reviews contest. Uh, our January contest ended. Max Power won it. Congratulations to him. Um, he left that review on Apple. So remember, for our contest, you can leave a review on Apple and or Podchaser. Either one works for us. If you leave a review and we see it and it's marked for February, we're going to do a lotto at the end of this month. And if you left a review, leave another review. Just keep them coming. We just want to, we want to get feedback from you guys. And like I said... We don't want fake reviews. We want you to give us real feedback. What do you like? What do you not like? And we want to hear it constantly, okay? It really helps us with the podcast apps, especially with Apple. Um, But we really want to keep that feedback coming. So we want to give you a motivation to do it each month. So it takes a couple minutes. Just go to podchaser.com. You can search up our site, Dads After Dark Show. Leave your feedback there. Or if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you know where to go. Just go in there. Leave us five stars, pretty please. And uh, but leave us some some good feedback. We're really looking to see what what you guys like and not. So we, we just want to make sure we keep doing it. Um, so that contest will end in February, I think. Wow, this this show comes up for it. Our next episode is going to be on the last day again of the month. Yeah. The bounty board. Taking a look at the bounty board, we still have a shovel knight pocket dungeon bounty up there. That's been up there for a while. And man, I love that game. Did you God, did you see the presentation that Yacht Club gave? I was blown away that even a game like Pocket Dungeon is going to get more content. New characters. I just can't wait. Um, I've really enjoyed my time with Pocket Dungeon. I'm still playing it. Uh, but for this particular bounty, beat the game with King Knight. Now, previously we have said you need to do a full run. And if you've played this game, that means you have to not only beat uh, the game with King Knight, but you have to find the four pieces of the key and you have to use that key to get to the real final boss of the run. We're going to relax that. It's going to be a King Knight run. You do not have to do the four parts of the key. Um, just go through, I think it's about 10 levels or so, um, just go through, beat the boss, and just show us your victory screen. Uh, make sure we know that it's you. A, a video is preferred for these. Show us that you're playing the game. You're not just running some YouTube video or whatever. Um, give us a little hand sign. How about that? But yeah, doesn't have to be the full, full, real ending run. And if you've played Pocket Dungeon, look, it's a hard game. It's totally worth it, though. It really is. I love choosing different characters. King Knight's ability is that he can attack from a distance, and the further away he attacks from, the more powerful it is. It's not a power you want to use all the time because you take extra damage with King Knight. However, when you're fighting bosses, you can mutilate bosses by attacking from really far away. Um, And then, like, the skeletons... When you hit a skeleton in the game, they'll take two health from you. So if you attack from a distance, you will lose three health, but you can like put them away in one shot. 
God, I love this game. I'm so happy there's going to be new content. Oh, man. Um, but that's a $10 achievement. Just beat the game with King Knight. Just roll credits with King Knight. And you can get 10 bucks in your pocket. eShop Cash. We also have a new bounty that I announced this morning on Twitter. Just in time for the Super Bowl. This is a Tecmo Bowl on Nintendo Switch Online bounty. We are asking you. This came from Drew, but I love him. Beat any opponent 69 to nothing using Los Angeles. You can use Rewind. You can do whatever you want to try to get it. But get that score to be 69 to nothing. And that's going to be a $10 bounty. So celebrating the Super Bowl. What better way? You know what? Try it during the Super Bowl. Right? You're watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, you don't have to really pay attention. Just play some Tecmo Bowl while you do it. Now, the challenge is that you you know you have limited time to get those 69 points on the board. Yeah. Honestly, if you use Rewind... Um, you can just try to keep going for touchdowns. So it, this is definitely possible. I don't know if it's possible just playing normally, unless you're really good at Tecmo Bowl. Um, but this is a fun one. You have to do it as Los Angeles, though. We wanted to make it a theme, right? LA is in the uh, Super Bowl, even though this is not the same LA team. Wait, is this the same LA team? I guess it is, right? Because the LA used to be in LA. Yeah, they went to St. Louis and then went back. So I think the Los Angeles and that team is still the Los Angeles Rams, unless it's the Raiders. I don't know. Anywho, use Los Angeles. You can play whoever you want, though. And that'll be for 10. All right. Well, let's get to what you've been playing. What you on playing? What you on playing? What we've been playing. I have had a complicated week. This is going to be my therapy session. Um, I've been playing uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. I loved this game. Love it. This is a change to the formula. I really appreciate the moments when this game is its most Breath of the Wild. Throwing a Pokeball, when you see a Pokemon in the wild, you know, you're in the grass, you throw the Pokeball, captures the Pokemon... And then you just move on with your day. I've been in situations where I'll throw two or three Pokeballs. Like, I'll see a few of them and just go boom, 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 boom. You don't Maybe not catching them all, but you're going to catch some. And you don't have to sit there and wait. You can just keep going. I've thrown Pokeballs while I'm doing something else. I'm on my way somewhere. Throw a Pokeball. Keep going. If I catch them, great. If not, no big deal. So much fun. I rolled credits on this um, over this past week. And, of course, I was going to continue going on. I won't give away specifics about post-game content. Um, but you do know that early on in the game, you have to complete your Pokedex. So you can roll credits without completing the Pokedex. But ultimately, you do need to finish your Pokedex. And so I kept going with it. There are times when I'll find, like, a new area with some new Pokemon. And I'm like, yeah, catch them, catch them, catch them. And then I'll do my usual thing where I always have a couple slots on my battle team for Pokemon I want to evolve. So I'll, I'll use my my legendaries and my best Pokemon, but, you know, I'll I'll keep a little guy around, you know, just like a little, little Growlithe that I need to evolve, and I'll just kind of keep them around. And So I did my usual thing. I've had a lot of fun. But honestly, there's a lot of Pokemon. I think there's like 240 Pokemon. I, I was just getting a little bored trying to find these new areas. I did eventually try to look up guides for where to find these Pokemon. 
And some of the Pokemon are rare finds. So even if you find where they're supposed to be, you may not find them. Um, I was able to locate a Snorlax with the guide. But ultimately, I just don't have it in me to keep searching, searching, searching. I love doing the side quests. Those were fun. I still have not gotten a heavy... Uh, uh, what's that little squirrel-looking thing? <laughs> I want to say a Beatrix. I don't think... A, a Breezil. A Breezil. Somewhere Dylan's listening to this and screaming at me. Brzezil. I still can't find one of the heavy ones. They must be in a specific location. I've found them in multiple locations, especially using the Pokedex. I can't find a, a two foot eight one. So um, I got a two foot seven one at one point. That one's still there. But I did. I really did. I I put away a ton of side quests and really enjoyed doing them. Some of them are different times of the day and all that. Um, I really did enjoy it. But ultimately, it's about the Pokedex, and um, I think I'm done with this one. I've already put it away. I think I put in about 35 to 40 hours. I loved it. I had a great time. Very good. I look forward to the next game in the Pokemon Legends. I think it also helped that I played Brilliant Diamond uh, only a couple months ago. So I'm just a little over Pokemon right now. But I'm I'm happy with what I accomplished. So. And then I picked up uh, Tetris Effect Connected. I needed a game. I had bought that one previously when it was on a really good sale. And I'm playing on my OLED screen. Looks great. I uh, played this somewhat on Game Pass a while back, and it was fine. It's a pretty game, but I didn't love it. And I've been listening to people say, you know, Tetris Effect, so good, so good, so good. And I think what happened this time around is it just hit me at the right time. I was stressed out over Pokemon Legends, and I decided to play it. I only play it at night. I only play it on my OLED screen, and I only play it with headphones on. And I've had a really good experience with it. If you haven't played this game, you it's kind of a campaign. You go through these levels. They're all different. They all have different music, different visuals, different, like, I want to say gimmicks with the board. Nothing too crazy, but some levels will immediately get fast and then immediately get slow again. It's, it's not the same thing. Generally, you have to finish about 36 lines, and then the level just finishes. And you do them in chains. So there might be, like, four levels in a row where you have to do them all four in a row, getting like around 36, it's a little different each time, like 36 lines, and that's it. So you're not playing until you die. And the timer keeps track of your time through all of those levels, and the faster you can get through it, the better. And it's kind of funny because I play Tetris, I'm always trying to Tetris everything. I'm always trying to like keep that one column open, Tetris, Tetris, Tetris. But really, you want to finish your 36 lines as fast as possible. That's the name of the game. And um, so I tend to score like a B grade on each one just because I like to Tetris my way through. I am maybe a third of the way through the campaign or so, but I'm really enjoying it so much better just with the headphones on and everything. So I think that's a really great way to play. Um, so I'll be uh, playing that um, again this week as well. Then things get interesting for me. <laughs> This week went very sideways very quickly. <coughs> First of all, I finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You can ask Hambone. We've been chatting about it as we've gone. This game was going way too long. And at some point, I started just trying to main quest the thing. And I was shocked that I wasn't done with it. But I finally finished this game. 
I thought I would keep playing it and I didn't right away because I was so burnt out on it and I thought maybe I'll come back to it. I don't think I'm going to come back to it. I don't think I'm going to play Assassin's Creed again. These games get very repetitious very quickly. And this is the second time I got burnt out by an Assassin's Creed game. Overall, the game is good. And especially if it's a game that, you know, if you're looking for a game that you're going to play 100 or 200 hours in, um, tons of side quests and all that stuff, this is the game for you for sure. And I love the theme of it all, the, the Viking theme. You learn a lot of, like, Viking words. But that's not how I play. I don't like playing these kind of games for a really long time. I like shorter experiences. I don't know. Even even in my open world games, and I do play open world games and big RPGs, I just needed to cap. I, I, this game was, what did I get to? Like 60 hours or more, I think. And, and that's like spending half the game just mainlining everything and avoiding side quests. It just got very repetitious. I don't know. Maybe I'll come back to it. I don't think I will. I think I'm good. And then I had some real issues. First of all, Life is Strange Remastered Collection came out. I have been waiting for this for eight, nine months. Life is Strange is my favorite game of all time. So when you're going to get a remaster of your favorite game, you're going to be excited. And not only just a remaster, not just the graphics updating, but they did like new facial motion cap for this game because the one hitch to this game and it was made in 2015 is that i don't know the faces weren't always the best um the faces were not done with motion capture and so there's some moments in the game where like you know just the eyes just don't capture the situation that's going on and they redid it this is a different company this is deck nine the people that made true colors um basically redoing this game and then the before the storm which is the prequel which is a game that they originally did well, this game had some bugs. This game had some glitches. Uh, subtitles were messed up. I immediately noticed that the game was running at 30 frames per second or slower on my Xbox Series X. And that is exactly what happened to True Colors. The game released and it was running at a 30 frame rate. Look, the original game, Life is Strange, ran 60 frames per second. So we can say that, oh, frame rate doesn't matter or whatever. And I will always say that frame rate does matter in some games. Not every game. I can play certain games like Mario and Rabbids in 30 frames a second, but like certain games really need that that bump. And when the original was 60 frames per second and now it's 30 frames per second? I mean, I, I went immediately back to the original Life is Strange just to verify. And sure enough, I was like, yeah, this runs way better. This is the second time that's happened uh, with the Life is Strange series, like I said. And I was pretty annoyed by it because I don't think this is happening on PlayStation. I don't know why these games can't be released in 60 frames per second on a Series X. You know, we keep saying the Series X is the most powerful console that ever existed. But there are so many situations where I'm not feeling that. That or it's just hard to do. I don't know what button you have to press. I don't know why. So, disappointingly, I have not played Life is Strange Remastered Collection. However, I did play Before the Storm. Um, that one was not affected by the same issues. There were glitches. Episode 3 had uh, Chloe, like, shining bright. Um, they had some texture um, trade-ups, or I don't know, whatever some graphical term you want to say. But textures were getting, like, mixed up. And sometimes characters were looking like different colors, or glowing, or that sort of thing. It only affected three quarters of episode three, but um, 
yeah, I still I still did enjoy it. I wish it didn't have the glitches when I was playing through it, but I really did enjoy um, that prequel. And that's only the second time I've played that prequel. And I was able to 100% at this time as well. So I had a really good time with that one. Um, but I'm looking forward to coming back and playing the original Life is Strange. Um, that's my my real favorite game. I also finally found the time to play some games that I had bought a few months ago. Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2. I had wanted two, um, but they sold them as a package for a really cheap price, like 23 bucks or 20 bucks or something like that. So I, I bought them both. And I was going to play Original Sin 1 first, but I had been told just play two. Two is better. Okay. So I started playing Divinity Original Sin. This is like a, you know, turn-based. Nah, it's not really turn-based. I, I want to say it's like Fire Emblem without the grid and... um maybe a little bit more like an XCOM or Mario and Rabbids, but only when you're battling. Otherwise you go across this landscape and you search things and stuff like that. And it's just a regular RPG. So I'd probably say this is, this is more of an RPG with turn base. So, you know, Chrono Trigger style, Final Fantasy 11 style, that sort of thing, I guess. Um, definitely not just a turn based game like Fire Emblem, but I love Fire Emblem, so I wanted to give this a try. And in every list that tells you, like, best tactical RPGs and stuff, this is always on the top. I didn't want to get it on Switch because it seemed like a graphically intensive game, so I, I saved it for uh, my Xbox. Honestly, I didn't like it. I found the game kind of slow. Not frame rate slow, but you're constantly searching crates and vases and micromanaging your character. You have talents and skills, and you have just... You break down so much with all the things you have to do in the game. And I sometimes it's like an RPG. I just want to run through, press a button to check a crate, that sort of thing. I am i don't want to like shit all over this game. I think this game has a lot of potential. Um, you can really customize your characters. In fact, when you create your character, you don't just create the look of your character, but you create sort of like your starting powers. And so you can create a fire caster you can create an air or water elemental you can create a warrior that can do no magic and is really strong so you can play this game so many times over and in so many different ways and that's great a lot of people love this game one problem i have with that is yeah you could do that but the game the time to beat this game is like 60 to 80 hours you know if i think if a game like this is like 20 to 30 at most I can see playing through it multiple times and re if you really enjoy it. But man, after I play a game for 60, 70 hours, I don't think I want to play through it with a fire character. Um, but I never got there. I got about an hour. I think I got an hour and a half into the first game. After after playing the second game and feeling a little lost with the story, I, I would recommend if you play these games, play the first one first. But the second game starts you off on a boat and they're, they're talking about the lore of Divinity Original Sin and I was lost. Um, play, I played the first one. Definitely a way better beginning to explain what's going on. It's pretty simple in the beginning. And um, I had a much better time with it. But yeah, I, I lost to one of the bosses and, and then had to redo a bunch of stuff. And it was like, gosh, the game just feels very slow moving. I might give it another chance down the road. But I had to walk away from it. I just I wasn't having a good time, and I didn't want to get too far. Then I also tried Kingdom Hearts. I bought the Kingdom Hearts collections, one and two, and a bunch of other games on Xbox. 
for like eight bucks a few months back. It was like a huge sale. I knew I w- I didn't want to play it on the cloud, but I, I kind of want to try Kingdom Hearts. I, I've been interested in it ever since Sora ended up in Smash. And oh boy, this game feels like a 20-year-old RPG. That's all I want to say. They did remaster it some time ago, um, but it still feels like an old RPG. So much tutorialization up front. They were telling you how to do everything from walking to picking things up. Oh my God. And this game is made for kids, which is why they were tutorializing so much. But my gosh, like you don't get to see the Disney characters for a little while. And I'm like, what, what kid is playing this? Like, I just want to see Donald Duck. Um, I did see Donald Duck <laughs> and I saw some other characters and I was all excited. And then they went away and I was back into the, like the regular world. And I just kind of lost interest. It wasn't a terrible game. I was just like, I don't know. I just felt like the game needed to move a little faster. I really wasn't in the mood to play it. I just wanted to see what it looked like. I don't think these are games I want to go through. There's too many of them. Um, But I did want to see it, and I wasn't, like, super excited about it. I I probably won't be trying this again, but, um, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine playing this on the cloud, too, with the pacing. The only place I actually did have success is I tried on Game Pass The Walking Dead Season 1. Walking Dead Season 1, I love the Life is Strange series, and I've always heard good things about Telltale, but I've never played a Telltale game before. And so I decided to try The Walking Dead. I've heard it's really good, and I was really enjoying it. I ended up playing through Episode 1, and I was into Episode 2, really enjoying it. The gameplay is just different enough from other story-based games I've played, um, where it kind of feels a little bit action-oriented at times. But then it also has that same comfort level. You have to make decisions and that sort of thing. And the fun thing about playing games like this for the first time is you can never quite tell how that decision affected you. Um, You make decisions in episode one about like there's two people that are in trouble and you have to save somebody and they only let you save one. And there's a, you know, a consequence to not saving the other person. And I'm dying to see, you know, hey, Like, what happens if I did the other thing? Uh, I really want to know. So I really did enjoy it. I was seeing some glitches in here as well. I I posted it on my personal Twitter account. I should post it on this one. But uh, yeah, in the first scene, I was getting like visual glitches where the characters' heads were just like snapping every second. It was very strange. And I was trying to see if this was like an Xbox glitch or what, because I've been having these Xbox glitches. And I was looking at a PlayStation Let's Play and um the glitch wasn't there on ps5 so i was like interesting interesting quite a week (laughs) and that's going to lead to uh what the title of this uh, podcast is but we're not there yet however let's do a little it's chit chat time all right john hello john how are we doing john little chit-chat here. Uh, Before we get into things, Kit and Krista have landed. Very excited to see Kit and Krista are back. I mean, how many weeks was that? It was only like a month where we didn't have Kit and Krista. Nintendo Minute went off a month ago. And I'm very happy to see they don't hate each other. (laughs) Um, They've started their own podcast. It is the Kit and Krista podcast. Uh, They have a Patreon, they've got a Twitch, they've got a YouTube. They haven't really done any content yet, um, but they do have some art. Lee Kovacs did some art for them. And yeah, they're going to do their own show. I guess they're a competitor now. We must destroy them. No, we love Kit and Krista. 
I am really curious to see if Kit goes more Nintendo. Um, you can tell that he plays games that are not Nintendo. Whereas Krista, I get the sense, has always been a Nintendo girl. But we'll see. She she may very well be playing some other systems too. So we'll see how Nintendo-focused their show is. They sh- it certainly doesn't have to be. Um, they don't work for Nintendo anymore. But it sounds like they're going to talk about some inside stuff. Not secrets, but, you know, real experience stuff. And it's so funny because a lot of us do podcasts. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. And we, you know, we opine on things and what we think is going to happen. But none of us fucking know what's happening. We just hope that you're interested in hearing our opinion of it. And we're curious to hear your opinion of it. And we want to talk about it and get a discussion going. But Kid and Krista do have more insight. In fact, uh, Krista was pointing out that it's been 14 years since she was surprised by a Nintendo Direct. In fact, Kit was in a Nintendo Direct at one point. So this will be really curious to see. It's starting up this week. Um, Their Patreon lets you get the podcast a couple days in advance. I don't care. Uh, Maybe I'll support them in the future. It'd be cool to have a Discord with Kit and Krista in there, but I don't do other Discords. Right now, you just get the podcast a little earlier. Whatevs. Um, Really curious to see how this podcast is. Um, I'm definitely going to be listening. So very excited for that. Good to to have him back. Um, No matter, even if Kit can be like kind of a dick sometimes when he's doing contests with Krista. Um, We got a couple questions in the Discord. We actually got a bunch of questions from you guys in the Discord, but I'm saving the ones that I think Drew will have answers for. So I only picked out a couple that I think only I can answer. And so the first one is uh, from Sean Abbott, Game Pass News. And he asks, Pokemon Dad-related question. Why do all the female leaders in Pokemon games wear short shorts? I say to you, Sean, stop complaining. (laughs) Um, they do. I mean, like, the, the, the characters do wear short shorts. I think there's a reason for it. And if you look at gaming graphics, if you look at classic animation and cartoons, um, a lot of decisions are made um, to make the animation process easier. In this case, I think they're wearing short shorts so that the shorts can look more realistic, right? If you wear long shorts or pants... You know, you might have to do a little more animating when a character's walking or that sort of thing. I'm not saying it's a big deal. Uh, But with short shorts, they can be a little baggy and they, you know, maybe can just save some animation on it. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Um, Maybe it's just a little show for the guy gamers. I don't know. Um, But I think it's cool. I like the I like their short shorts when they have them on. I love the characters in Arceus, too. Um, All throughout the series. They're great. Um, If Drew were here. I think he would have some good theories on it, but he hasn't really played Arceus, so let's keep it away from him. Uh, next question from the Discord as well, from Bob Cousy, who was on our show last week. Dear John, here's your question. See, I, I was demanding a question, and I got it. My only prediction for this year is that Game Boy and Game Boy Color games come to Nintendo Switch Online. If this happens, does this dissuade you from your analog pocket purchase at all? You know, last year, there was a huge rumor that we were getting Game Boy for Nintendo Switch Online. And that rumor was so believable that we just assumed it was going to happen. And it didn't happen. We got N64 and Genesis instead. It's really helped me to just not care about rumors anymore. Because everyone 
thinks that they're an insider. Everyone believes every person that has any shred of information that they hope is correct, right? If if you hope it's correct, then you want to believe it. And a lot of people want to see Game Boy games on Nintendo Switch Online for a lot of reasons. And that biggest reason is that playing an original Game Boy sucks. Playing an original Game Boy Color sucks worse. And I think it was last year, early last year, I tried to fix that. There was a ton of Game Boy games that I wanted to play, but I didn't want to play it on my Game Boy. And I love using original hardware. And you can play those on like Super Game Boy. But I wanted to play on the original hardware. So I actually bought a modded Game Boy. And it had a brighter screen, gorgeous screen. And a it was a nice, big, classic Game Boy screen, but it was bright. You can play it at night great and i love the thing to death in fact i played donkey kong 94 on that modded game boy uh, a couple weeks ago the game boy color i also wanted to play because i've never played the oracle of seasons and ages games and so i bought a modded one of those too and so i've had these two modded systems but i have to say i love the modded game boy a lot better it's just i I don't know what it is. It's got a bigger screen, first of all. I mean, because the Game Boy has a bigger screen. The Game Boy Color screen is actually pretty small, probably for power reasons. And so even on the modded version, it's pretty small. But man, the analog pocket, that thing is gorgeous. And I've been wanting so bad to get an analog pocket. But because you have to wait so long for it, I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I had to order it. So I don't get mine until 2023. So to answer your question, Bob Cousy, no, it does not dissuade me at all from getting my analog pocket. Uh, if Game Boy and Game Boy Color games do come to the NSO, and I don't care at this point, but if they do, um, great. I hope they do. Um, I'll be curious to see how they render them on that screen so they're not too ugly. I think they'll be fine. I'm sure they'll be letterboxed and all that. But um, yeah. I'm super excited for it, but no, it will not dissuade me at all. I can't wait for an analog pocket. I just want to sit there and plug in some headphones and play some of the box of Game Boy games that I have. And I have a ton of Game Boy Advance games, too. I have a lot of games, those portable systems. Anyway, thanks for those questions. We will read the rest of the questions um, on our next full episode, um, I think, in a couple weeks. So I'm just saving them. We didn't ignore them. They're coming. But the big topic for this week um, is something that came fairly suddenly. I have now switched from Xbox back to PlayStation. And I say back to PlayStation because I've always been a PlayStation on the side kind of guy. I've always had a Nintendo console that I loved. And then I always have a PlayStation that I get later in the cycle. It happened with PS2, PS3, PS4. Always got it a few years after I had gotten the Nintendo system. And last, not last April, April of 2020, uh, a little bit after the pandemic started, I fell in love with the Cyberpunk limited edition Xbox One X. And for the first time in my life, I bought a brand new Xbox system. And I was all ready to play Cyberpunk when it came out too. But I just loved that system. Still do. It looks gorgeous. The box was gorgeous. Everything was gorgeous. And when I bought it, the idea was to get Game Pass. And I was actually not going to buy a single game, except that I got Cyberpunk with it. That didn't really hold true. I ended up buying games. Um, there would be a game that, you know, I, I really could only play on one of these consoles or, you know, wasn't available on Game Pass that I really wanted to play. Um, so I did start buying games. I bought the Life of Strange games. I bought several games. Um, 
when the Series X came out, came out on my birthday, November 10th, and it was 2021, it took me about a month. I wasn't going to get the Series X. I said to myself, I'm not going to get it. But of course, once it comes out and you start seeing the games and how they look on it, I was like, all right, let me get this thing. I managed to procure one by a miracle. Um, I actually got it the day after Christmas. It came in the mail. Just missed Christmas for me. And I loved it. Uh, beautiful little block of hardware. Never made a sound. Games look great on it. Um, and the way it backported the the older games that you can play. You can play any Xbox generation game on it. Um, really did a good job with that. Loved it. And by this point, I was buying new games. In fact, I remember buying uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising um, on day one when I had my my Series X because I wanted a game that really showcased it. The games that I had didn't really need a Series X, obviously. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it for a little over a year. Game Pass was the biggest source of my games. Even though I was buying games, I was still playing a lot of games on Game Pass. My 30-second review channel features a lot of games that come from Game Pass, Little games, indie games that I can play and review and not have to buy. And on our episode, I think it was our last episode or the one before that, I evaluated my Game Pass for 2021. And I thought going into that evaluation that, you know, Game Pass was going to totally be worth it for me. And what I learned was there was only a couple of games that I was going to buy that I didn't have to buy because of Game Pass. And I, one of them was Cyber Shadow. I was totally going to buy that game for the Switch, and I ended up playing it on Game Pass and had a great time with it, you know. And then I was totally hyped for the medium, okay? So there you go. But really, that was it. There were no other games that I was totally, totally going to buy. Um, there was a ton of games that I would never have bought that I played and really enjoyed. So that was the value of Game Pass, that's what I, I came up with. It's it's not about, you know, saving you the money on the games you're going to buy. And everybody's different. I'm just talking about myself here. It was just that, you know, 12 minutes. And yeah, like there were so many indie games that kind of came out that I played. Goragoa was a recent one that I really enjoyed. Psychonauts 2 was a game I would never have bought. But I really enjoyed playing it. That's the value of Game Pass. But as it happened this week... I ran out of games to play on Game Pass. And it's not the first time either. Um, if you know me, I've actually let Game Pass expire quite strategically. I'll like let it expire and then play games that I own. So while I enjoy games that I own, I was doing it with like Red Dead Redemption, is that I can, I can enjoy these games that I own and not feel like I'm wasting money paying for Game Pass for that month. So I would take breaks all the time. But man, I ran out of things to play. In fact, I sat down just a couple nights ago to look for something on Game Pass that I could play. And I downloaded The Ascent and Lake. It's like, these look promising. Lake's a story-based game. The Ascent is a very kind of stylish-looking, not a first-person shooter, but like a shooter-type game. And man, I sat down with The Ascent. I turned it on. Whoa. This game had some amazing visuals, very stylized. It had kind of a red-black aesthetic, really stylized. Everything just looks so sexy in the game. Um, but I found that I really didn't like the game. It was a little boring. Um, there was no personality to it. Uh, kind of a twin-stick shooter. Um, you might like it. Gorgeous game. But uh, I wasn't into it. And then I downloaded I played Lake, 
and Lake. This was the one I really thought I was going to enjoy, like a story-based kind of game. Lake was awful. <laughs> Lake, you deliver mail, and then it's the most boring thing in the world. And then when you're done, you have another day of delivering mail. I found out, I'm I, Skinny Matt, I told you, I'm going to call you out. Skinny Matt trophied this game, 100%ed this game. That's absurd to me. I could not have been more bored playing this game. I challenge you to play it if you have Game Pass. Go download it and play it. Let me know how you think. Um, Nick played this to some sort of ending. I'm not sure what the ending is, so I can't really talk about it, but um, he played some sort of ending. Man, you guys, you're my heroes because I couldn't do it. So anyways, I was just done with Game Pass. Just done. So the last couple of days, I've actually been looking for a PlayStation 5. I didn't think I would be doing this. PlayStation is doomed to die. But I was always a PlayStation guy, and what I found was there was a bunch of PlayStation games, PlayStation exclusives, that I have been dying to play for a while. And I realized, as much as I like Game Pass, um, especially when you give Game Pass like a three-month break and you come back to a much bigger assortment of new games, as much as I love Game Pass for learning about games that I didn't think I would you know, play... There's just a lot of games I really, really want to play, and I really need to prioritize my time. Uh, most of my time playing Game Pass is those games that I didn't need to. And so games like Persona 5, I have been wanting to play for so long. I own it. I did a trade with Brian a year and a half ago or so. I've been really wanting to play. I've never played the, the remake of God of War. I've been really wanting to play Returnal and Ghosts of Tsushima. I want to replay Last of Us 1 and 2. I want to replay Horizon Zero Dawn, and I want to play the new one. There's just so many games that I want to play. Shadow of the Colossus, the remake, I still have not played that one, too. And so what do I want to do? Do I want to be playing the games that I really, really want to play, or do I want to play the games that I'll have some fun with that happen to be on Game Pass? And so, yeah, I got a PlayStation 5 today. <laughs> and I'm really excited, too. And not only, I don't, I'm not the kind of person that gets that third system. I can't, I've had three systems before. It's overwhelming to me. Um, so I've replaced the Xbox. Um, I actually gave the Xbox to my, my oldest son. He had the PlayStation 4. Um, he's been playing Apex Legends on it for a while. And uh, I was like, you know. You want to play on the Series X? It's going to look a lot better. Um, his friends all have Xboxes. They just happen to have Xboxes, and he can't do the Xbox chat with them, so he has to use an app. But now he can do that natively. So, yeah. And he's also wanted to play Immortals Phoenix Rising. So I'm not selling my Series X like I kind of thought I would if I ever switched to a PS5. Um, but I'm not selling it yet. Uh, I'm going to let my son borrow it for a bit. How did I get a PS5? Uh I don't know if it's a really interesting story, but I, I was on Facebook Marketplace the last two, two and a half days trying to find a seller. They are still being sold for more than retail price. Um, that's still happening. It's a $500 console. I got the disc version because I have a bunch of PS4 games. I mean, I'm not new to PlayStation. I have a whole bunch of PS4 games. And um, so I had to get the disc version, although I do plan on getting all my PS5 games digitally. And um, I found one for like $620 at first, and I talked to the guy, and he wanted cash only, and I'm super nervous about these big, big purchases. 
Then I was talking to somebody who had it for $600, and I was really excited about that one. And um, But the guy's Facebook profile wasn't really trustworthy. I went through a bunch of different sellers. Finally, I found this lady who said her husband bought a PlayStation 5 for a friend because he saw it come up on Target. Because Target got a bunch of stock, I think, last week. And he bought it, but then his friend wasn't interested in it anymore. So instead of just not picking it up and just refunding it, they were selling it for like $540. And I was like, oh my God, this is like basically retail price once you consider tax. So I wrote them, but I didn't hear back. And then I was downstairs working out and I heard back from them and kind of low key, the best thing possible. They raised the price to 580. And that was perfect to me because now I know what their motivation was. Clearly they forgot that there's taxes involved and they were trying to sell for 540. So they were selling for 580. She said it was still available if I wanted it. And I asked a few questions. She sounded like really nice. Um, she even like offered, like she's like, do you need another controller? Cause my husband has an extra white one he could sell cause he wanted to buy a black one. And I totally got it. Like I've been in that situation. I bought a bunch of Xbox controllers. And um, yeah, so long story short, I went to go pick it up. I didn't even have to worry about being a con job because they were literally picking it up at Target from the pickup window and then meeting me at that parking lot. And I was in the parking lot when I saw them go in because she called me and I knew the car. And so they were walking in empty handed and they came out with this PlayStation. And so cool. I didn't have to check to see if the box was a big box of rocks. So, yeah. So I have a PlayStation now. It's all set up. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, there's definitely some differences between the PlayStation ecosystem and the Xbox. First thing I noticed right away is the Xbox is much quieter. I have never heard the Series X make a sound. I don't know what the Series S is like, if it's different. The Series X doesn't make a sound. When I was setting up the PlayStation 5, it asks you, hey, do you want to put a disc in and we can start installing it while you go through this process? So I did. I put Persona 5 in. And man, PlayStation 5 was loud. <laughs> that thing was loud. I was actually kind of worried about it. And it has these plastic panels on the sides, you know, the white panels. And they're not like super solid with the system. Like if I if I squeezed it together, it made less sound. So the, the plastic is vibrating. Not the best design decision. Um, but it definitely wasn't so much the fan, even though you can hear the fan at times. It's more about the disc. So um, um, not as loud as, as it was initially. And I, I hope to not be using discs too much, but... Um, it is pretty loud. Also, the PlayStation 5 controller blows away the Xbox. The Xbox controller, I love the D-pad on it. I think that's the big improvement from the first system. But other than that, it's a pretty bland controller. Um, the The triggers are analog, um, unlike the Switch triggers, which are basically binary. Just press, or, press it down or not press it. Um, however, the PS5 controller, those triggers are are full analog triggers in that they can actually control them um you can be playing a game and it can like lock it on you so that you can't even click them it can make them really hard to press down or just change where it goes down um, i was playing the astrobot game which is really fun it's a great showcase and, and teaches you a lot about the controller had a blast um with that one but man that controller is amazing that ps5 controller it still has that touch screen on the front of it which is because the PS4 had it. It's a failed feature, but they had to bring it over because it has so much PS4 backwards compatibility. Um, but it really blends in with the controller. Really nice, nice, it, a heavy feeling controller. 
Um, the UI for uh, PlayStation 5 is still just as confusing as the 4. I, I always feel lost in PlayStation menuing. Um, but we'll see. As I get more used to it, I'll be able to tell if it's a little better than the PS4. Um, and then the, the PS Plus uh, PS Plus is their um, online service, which is like five bucks a month if you buy it a year in advance. Um, they have some downloadable games that they include, which is kind of an answer to Game Pass. Um, and being able to download Last of Us, God of War, and even Persona 5, even though I have the disc for that, is great. I mean, it's just great. First of all, I don't have to use the disc for those games because I have all of those games on disc. Um, but just basically I get a free digital version of them. Um, but they have Uncharted 4 on there, which I think I might grab. Um, there's a ton of games that I am like excited to play through from just that PS Plus downloadable service. And then they do have PS Now, and I think all of this is going to be rebranded maybe in a few months, so we'll see when the PlayStation Game Pass comes. But PS Now is basically their Game Pass service. It's just horribly branded, and it used to be just a cloud service, so it's named terribly too. Um, but they have Horizon Zero Dawn, the original. I don't own that. They have that on there. So that's really nifty. Um, I will probably sign up for PS Now in a month. Um, I plan on playing either Elden Ring or Horizon Zero Dawn 2 in the next week or two. Um, so I don't want to get started on PS Now and all that jazz. Um, I at least want to do the trial too and kind of play with it a little bit. So we'll see. The nice thing is that PS Now is also five bucks a month. So between that and PS Plus, you're paying 10 bucks. But unlike like with Game Pass Ultimate, where you, you get the online, that's 15 bucks. So as it stands, PS Plus plus PS Now is cheaper than Game Pass Ultimate. How much more value it has remains to be seen. There's actually some games on PS Now, like The Wolf Among Us, that I'm really excited to play. Um, I noticed that on the list. For the most part, PS Now has a lot of like older stuff too, a lot of older games that I would never want to play. Um, so just to pay, your your mileage may vary. I've just not been into Xbox's exclusives. I don't play multiplayer, um, so you know that's kind of where I missed out on Game Pass. Um, even like Halo Infinite and stuff, I just don't play. But yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, the Games with Gold, I've never I've never downloaded anything off Games with Gold on Xbox, but um, the PlayStation um, free games, I think I've always found a little bit better. And it's because they don't, they're not invested in something like Game Pass. So theirs are better. Um, you know, with Xbox, it's okay that the, the Games with Gold were never really for me because Game Pass was there. So it didn't really matter. So overall, I have to say about Xbox, I'm not leaving Xbox. In no way am I leaving Xbox saying that was bad. I am not saying Series X. I loved my Series X. Um, I'm just saying is the Xbox exclusives were never for me. I kind of knew it in advance. The only game that I was really excited for on Xbox was Hellblade 2. And that's still not out. We still don't even have a date for that. Um, I, I'm just not into multiplayer games. Halo Infinite doesn't hit me. I'm not a first-person guy. And that just seems to be a lot of what Xbox's exclusives are. We'll see how that changes over time with some of the acquisitions that they've made. But I've always been a single-player experience kind of guy. And that is right now what PlayStation focuses on. Last of Us and God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn and all these games. So um, right now it's the system for me. Um, we'll see what happens in the future, but um, I had a great time 
playing some games on Game Pass that I never knew I loved. Psychonauts 2, It Takes Two, 12 Minutes, Plague Tale Innocence. What a game that is. I'm going to see if I can grab that on PlayStation at some point. Um, I'd love to play through that again and maybe try to get, maybe I can do my first trophy with that one. Um, but yeah. And I, I'm leaving a lot of games behind on uh, that I purchased on Xbox. But I noticed today that there was a lot of games that I had purchased on PlayStation that I had left behind already. So, uh, and I, I have a ton of PS4 games to play too, including King's Quest, which I finally want to get through. I have that on my Xbox wish list, but I already owned it on PlayStation. So I'm excited. So over the next few episodes, I'll talk a little bit more about what I'm playing on PlayStation and, and have a really good idea if I'm regretting this decision or not. Um, but right now it's new, it's fancy, and uh, I'm happy with it. So that's it. That's all I got for this week. I told you it was going to be a shorter show. What do we have coming up in the next couple weeks? Well, not a ton, um, but we are getting on Switch the Assassin's Creed, the Ezio Collection. I have a hard time pronouncing that. Um, that's coming out February 17th. I know Hambone's really excited about that. I know a lot of people who love some of those older Assassin's Creed games are going to be excited about that one. And then um, not because I already had this in the notes, guys, not because I got a PlayStation 5, but big releases. We like to mention these big releases here. Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West, which is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. That's coming out February 18th. Interestingly enough, that's the game that came out a week before Breath of the Wild. They've always been linked in that they have a lot of similarities. There's a, the accentuation of blue in the first game was oddly strange, considering Breath of the Wild had Link and blue as well. Um, open world, similar stories. So interesting. But we don't have Breath of the Wild 2 yet. And then a week after that, a game I'm very excited for, Elden Ring, another From Software game. Uh, George R.R. R. Martin was involved in the story in this one. Um, I got to say, I'm probably going to play one of these two games. Um, probably going to play one of these two games on their day one. I haven't decided yet. I think, I think I want to replay Horizon Zero Dawn before I play the sequel version. Um, I'm going to sit back and wait for reviews. We should be getting reviews on both games this week. I am excited for Elden Ring. Um, I love From Software, even if Sekiro kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. But I'm, I'm really excited for both of these games. Elden Ring, I will say. The promotional materials for Elden Ring were really cutscene heavy. And when you actually see gameplay of it, it looks very much like a normal Dark Souls game. So I don't think it has the luster. We've also seen really fancy cutscenes for Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I haven't seen footage of, of the new Horizon Zero Dawn yet. Just regular gameplay footage. But I'm going to be really interested to see that too. Two games that really hype themselves up with some electric cutscene trailers. Um, but let's see what they look like, and that'll probably help me decide. Um, but whatever it is, I'll play it on day one. So that's all I got. Um, sorry for this shorter episode, but we wanted to get a full episode out there. Drew and I will be back probably in a couple weeks. We'll see. He wants to do uh, something together this week, so um, you'll probably hear from us this week as well. And uh, looking forward to it. And we have a really cool guest lined up for our next episode. So I hope you come by and see. This is going to be um, a good time. A personal hero of mine. <laughs> um, but uh, that'll be in a couple weeks. But for now, catch you guys later. Good night. The Dads After Dark Show is part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. You can subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are available, including iTunes, CastBox, Spotify and Stitcher. 
Also, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Pretty please? Be sure to join us on the Nintendo Dads Discord in our Dads After Dark channels for some naughty After Dark talk. Follow us on Twitter at NDadsAfterDark or email us at dadsafterdarkshow at gmail.com. And a big thank you to Family Jewels for our show's music. You rock. That's all for tonight. Good night, dads. Sweet dreams. It's over. Go home. Go.